Well, there's a lot of news surrounding the economy. And of course, a lot of it is not that good as, of course, there's a lockdown. But as the lockdown is ending, when will life come back to normal? Well, according to Bank of America's CEO, he says that the U.S. economy will take at least, at least 18 months to return to pre-sickness levels. While, of course, we have Trump's economic advisor painting even a worse picture, predicting a 30% contraction just in the second quarter alone. But in the White House, we definitely don't have one unified message, as, of course, we're hearing something completely opposite from the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, Mr. Goldman Sachs, and, of course, from the White House trade advisor, who is saying that such talk is just gloom and doom. Is it? Well, to talk about that, we, of course, have Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, and... I think uh, there's there's a lot of people being very optimistic. And I think this guy, this uh, this Kevin Hassett, this economic advisor is is a little bit more accurate than the more optimistic kind of projections here. But what do you think, Tim? Hey, thanks, Luke. So, yeah. So when I take a look at this, I mean, when it comes to being an economic advisor for the president, first and foremost, your job is to be a cheerleader. It's not to actually provide sound economic advice. So a guy like Larry Kudlow, I mean, I was following because I'm weird. I was following Larry Kudlow at the age of like 14 years old and, you know, ascribing to a lot of the things that he was talking about. So it's very disconcerting now to see him basically flip the script, you know, a thousand percent on how he's acting now versus how he used to act. And I know the article wasn't getting directly into Kudlow, but just giving you a mindset at how these guys operate. So Larry Kudlow is known for being a supply side economist. And now you take a look at a lot of their messages and they're trying to promote basically the Keynesian, more demand side. And I don't want to bore people down with the, the details, but you know, essentially what they're doing is he's sort of flipping the script on um, because now their job is to be a cheerleader for the president and it's not to be, you know, actually providing, you know, sound advice on what's really going on. And to their credit, if they if Trump was to get in there day one and start, you know, sounding like me or sounding like Dr. Ron Paul or you or a lot of people probably watching watching this right now. Uh, you know, he, they would probably take everything. But I would at least rather have that coming from a philosophical standpoint and than what we have now. Because if we take a look at what we see screen here, so Mnuchin saying, I think as we begin to reopen the economy in May and June, you're going to see the economy really bounce back in July, August, September. I mean, it's always, you know, it's always dangerous when you're putting a date to something right there. So, you know, that's probably going to come back to bite them. And Especially we, with the news coming from China with another major city being under lockdown now, gyms being closed in Beijing and people, you know, warning about a potential second wave. Again, we still don't know a lot of the variables, but this is a, a fine balance here that's extremely difficult. Uh, economy with the, the lives and devastation that are going to be destroyed by ruining that versus you know, people's health. Obviously, people have very strong opinions, which one is more important. But obviously, um, the data is still incomplete. And I wouldn't want to be Donald Trump deciding what is better, uh, you know, at a cost, because both of those options seem like they're going to have very significant ramifications. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, I mean, he certainly is in between a rock and a hard place, and it's not a place that I would want to be. Uh, but yeah, but going back to the article, we do see here, it says, but the secretary referring to Mnuchin, 
returned to his optimistic outlook and spoke about the unprecedented amount of money that's been injected in the system. And as businesses begin to reopen, you're going to see demand side of the economy rebound. And again, I don't want to make this a whole presentation on supply side economics versus demand side economics. But essentially, you know, a lot of people who would probably follow me, you, more, uh, you know, independent, uh, you know, economists would probably be more of the side of supply side. And yet here we are, you know, promoting the demand side, which, you know, if, you know, again, a lot of the Trump voters probably aren't, you know, sophisticated enough to even know what that even means. But it's just exactly everything, the wrong thing that we should be doing. But then also going up in the article, so Wallace, this is the other financial advisor to the president, pushed back on Mnuchin's optimism, citing the Congressional Budget Office projections, which those are always super rosy. And so the fact that even those are messed up, you know, really shows you where things are at. And he goes on to say that the global hit will be about four times worse than the 2008 Great Recession. So there you go. Unfortunately for him, no one gave him the message that uh, if he just kept his mouth shut and towed the line that he could get a nice job at Citadel after this or Citigroup or one of these other places. So maybe he should have, you know, it's good that he didn't get the memo on this and we've got people actually maybe giving some real news. But getting back to your point, Zero Hedge article up on screen from the Mises Institute, ending lockdowns isn't about saving money. It's about saving lives. And, you know, personally, again, you know, we've got to, you know, editorialize here that, you know, I'm not sure if Luke and I are on the same page, but I personally think more people are going to die from the shutdown of the economy than what is going on. But you have to use the information you have at the time available. And so, you know, this has been an ongoing uh, thing where the information has changed over and over and over again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, you could Luke. be right. Uh, Tim, you could be right. Uh, do we know that for sure? Um, we still don't know. We we have a very unpredictable situation, especially with the Chinese factor. Uh, again, the Chinese government and their actions here have really been extremely perplexing, and this is why I've been. Yeah, Lester Bill Gates. Lester Bill Gates. You said they did a great job. So yeah, sorry. he's defending them, and the World Health Organization is defending them. And when you really look at their actions, it, it really boggles the mind because it's contrary to what the Chinese government usually kind of stands for and what they usually believe. And if this is just like. The flu, why is the Chinese government sacrificing a large portion of their economy? There's also some people saying that this is a Chinese long game in order to buy up uh, assets and, of course, manufacturing facilities all over the world, with, of course, the world being hit heavier than China, with China also specifically closing down international uh, sorry, sorry, closing down travel from Wuhan to China, but allowing it internationally all over the world. So there's different theories about that going on. But when it comes to, you know, the, the pain and suffering here, it's, it's unavoidable regardless of what decision you make. And you might be right. And, and there's a big factor here. The depressions, the suicides, the stress, the cancer rates are all going to go up because of this unprecedented time. Uh, this is why I've been preaching self-care, radical self-reliance, and and telling people, hey, you're in this on your own. You shouldn't depend on an overlord, a boss, a politician, or anyone else to take care of you during these times. You can only depend on yourself. Now, there are some vocal groups of people that are out there protesting. There's other polls suggesting that a lot of other people, of course, are, are not as enthusiastic, don't want uh, that. So, but again, polls could be uh, manipulated. But there is a factor here to consider because if things completely do open up, there still will be a significant portion of the population that is scared, that is petrified, that won't be going out to the movies, to the stores, to the restaurants like 
people expect them to. Life going back to normal isn't going to happen if you just open the economy because you have to factor in and think about the large number of people that are still going to be scared to go outside. Now, I'm not saying to promote that or to talk about that, but but that's a factor here that people really need to think about when it comes to reopening the economy. What do you think uh, about that? And uh, and when it comes to the White House, let's talk about that in the next segment. We could talk about it in, in this video because their moves, uh, they're not really helping this situation, especially economically, to say the least. But but go ahead uh, and, 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 and let's talk about this topic of people being afraid of just even going outside. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's some sort of like Abbott and Costello skit, you know, seeing whatever's going on at the White House. And I'm, I'm not Trump's arrangement syndrome by any means, uh, by what's going on. But we did cover yesterday in yesterday's video during Luke's day off, much needed day off on, uh, we had a chart up there. And one of those charts showed the percentage of Americans who were going to be scared either going back to the grocery store. That was the least scary. I mean, that was, uh, you know, like 50% or something like that. And then we had, you know, then it goes down to maybe malls. Only 30% of Americans would feel comfortable going to malls. Now, I mean, I don't really go malls anyways but uh the other thing is people are broke and so not only uh you know then there's a certain wealth effect so if you just saw your 401k get decimated and a lot of people probably sold out at you know the temp what i'm thinking is temporary uh temporary bottom uh it's also i do want to point out the dow i think last time i checked was over twenty four thousand again so it's very crazy that you know we're down like 15 percent, and yet you know you've got 26 million people uh, are unemployed but yet you know everything is awesome uh, you know, according to according to, uh, well, I guess, you know, some of Trump's advisors. Yeah. Um, and, and we even have a market watch article here. I don't know if you could pull that up. You know, the stock's going up. Donald Trump before all of this is like, bye, bye, bye. Uh, but now we're getting uh, this article here by market watch with the title experts who called the 2008 crisis say the signal to sell stocks is coming soon. Uh, so uh, that that's uh, that's a very eye opening uh, statement, uh, to say the least especially with the contradictory information that we're getting from so many other different sources about this saying, yeah, yeah, everything's great. Don't worry. The stock market is going up. You got nothing to worry about. And uh, that I don't think that's the case there, Tim. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, in this article that uh, Raul Paul, not, not RuPaul or Ron Paul or anything like that, it's uh, Raul Paul, R-A-O-L-P-A-L, Pal, I'm not sure how to even pronounce that. So, but again, I'm not going to go to Luke for pronunciation help either. So, uh, sorry about that. But what he is saying is that the velocity of money, uh, is basically absolutely cratering. So yes, we have more money out there in the economy, but it's not actually moving throughout the economy. And we're creating these like zombie banks type situations. Uh, and, and so another big thing that is going on, I'm just trying to scroll through some of my screens here because a couple of them got messed up. But what, it, one of the things that is going on, uh, is that you have a huge amount. These tech giants are absolutely dominating everything right now, just taking up a huge percentage of the market. And right now we've see, actually seen the largest concentration ever in just you know a handful of stocks even more so than uh than the 2000 dot com bubble and so those stocks are microsoft apple amazon alphabet uh and if we so it's funny it's too bad you know we don't we can't call uh alphabet google or else it would have been the maga stocks and then uh facebook as well and so just those companies right there uh you know represented 18 percent of all the stock market gains and so we have just a massive amount of concentration in predominantly companies that were not, you know, very favorable to uh, the president to begin with, and yet they are the beneficiaries of this. And now these same companies are working hand uh, in hand with the government to talk about contract tracing and ways they can use different apps to make sure people aren't close enough to other people. So it's a really, you know, Orwellian, uh, you know, basically uh, 
you know, path that yeah. we're going down. And the last thing I do want to touch on is going back to the Chinese is that who knows? I mean, would China use their own citizens as pawns? And everyone wants to talk about 40 chess as a 40 chess move to then, uh, you know, I think I'm pretty sure if this was a bioweapon. Now, I don't know if it was deliberately released or released on accident or accidentally slipped out. And now the least likely, I think, scenario is that this just somehow occurred from a bat and it went from a bat to another person in soup. And then I feel like that's... Very unlikely, especially where you get the bats where they came from, the particular bat that wasn't sold there, patient zero and so many other stories. Sorry, go ahead. But I'm actually going to be doing a video on on that particular theory of the bioweapon on the main channel uh, in just a few moments now, a lot of information, but but the Chinese again very perplexing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and actually, you know, also you know, very perplexing. Well, I guess we'll get back to we'll finish off that last point there. But you know, would they use that as like this four D chess move to then, uh, you know, take down you know the economy? So we, we, I mean, this also came right as all the China trade deal uh, negotiations were going on, or you know, and I I knew there was never going to be a, a full trade deal because. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, go back to my old podcast and you'll see all the reasons why I said there's never going to be a trade deal going back to uh, Q4 of 2018. But also very perplexing is the Federal Retirement Fund. Uh, of course, my article just somehow, it just like changed articles on me as I was doing this. But the Federal Retirement Fund is about to invest in China. So some former U.S. military leaders are objecting and basically it's saying that the retirement savings program for federal and military personnel is preparing to more than double the number of countries represented in its investment fund that tracks international stocks. And one of those countries to be added is China. And there's a lot of people who are uh, troubled by that. And this would be the government's thrift savings plan or called the iFund. Not the iPhone, but the iFund. And weapons manufacturers, U.S. station entities, and other malevolent enterprises of the Chinese Communist Party that you've got a lot of different uh, military brass who are like, hey, you know, we have to go sacrifice our blood, sweat and tears to, you know, fight the communists. And then here we are, you know, investing in the communists. And then to some degree, the communists are actually asking less communists than our communist leaders over here in America. So whether you choose the Republican version of communism or the, or the Democratic version of, of communism. But, you know, one last quote from the article, it is especially intolerable to those of us who have proudly served the nation in uniform that our retirement investments will help its enemies strengthen our comrades in arms and the country we love, said the letter whose signers include two former White House National Security Advisors, retired command, commandment of the Marine Corps General James L. Jones and retired Navy Vice President John M. Poindexter. So there you go. I mean, it's just you know perplexing yeah. that here we are in a you know battle with them while we're then going to invest with them, but then we're borrowing money from them to then go help build them up. So yeah, just yeah. more stuff. Yeah. To I mean, when sense. you support Chinese companies, you're ultimately supporting the Chinese government since the two are interlinked depending on their importance. If a com- corporation in China is important, the Chinese government is going to have their hands all over it. When you're supporting the Chinese government, you're supporting Oregon harvesting. You're supporting the, 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 you know, the, the enslavement of Uyghur Muslims, the enslavement of individuals who dare commit the horrible crime of thought crime. Um, and now Beijing has even banned, quote, uncivilized behavior and will be fining people for not covering their mouths when they're coughing or sneezing. Yes. I mean, this is an Orwellian nightmare. I mean, there's people talking about Orwell here. I mean, it, it's nothing compared to what's going on with China with their surveillance social credit score system that now will most likely fine you and take money out of your account using facial recognition technology if you now cough in public and you don't get enough time to cover up your face. 
or if you jaywalk. They already do that for jaywalking. You jaywalk in China, they take a photo of your face, recognize you, automatically take out your money from your bank account, and you get notified. You just jaywalked. The government took away $100 from your bank account, which is all connected through the grid, through the system. This is what we have to make sure never happens here. And the best way to do that is to stay informed. We hope we did that for you today. And if you think we did, share this video with your friends and family members. It's truly only you and your small actions that get this video out to the larger public. Please do it. And because we do, we love you. Thank you again so much for watching. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News.